<clears throat> normal talking volume. This looks a little better. This yeah. is that that is not your normal talking volume. No, that was that is a slightly put forward exaggerated version of normal talking form. Slightly. Perhaps just a bit, but you know it's a bit. It's a thing you got to do for for the podcast. For the podcast, you have to have your podcast voice. Which I'm kind of glad I never did that. <laughs> that would get annoying to listen to. The reason why this is a podcast and not like a video talk show is because we all have faces for radio boys, <laughs> <laughs> as they say. Well, we are back from our Thanksgiving oh. hiatus. Oh, are we doing this? Do we have the levels all figured out? Yeah. Okay, cool. We're all sorted. Well, what? just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry for the, for the detour there. That, but, that, that was fine. But, yes. Back from the Thanksgiving hiatus, which we could have recorded again, but we just figured, eh. It would have been like back a break. to a back rest. days and figuring out, ske- like... Yeah. topics and stuff and it's just like yeah it's a holiday week yeah we'll give you a break from us a little bit yes <laughs> i'm told people need that now and again usually with a door slammed to my face and uh <laughs> but uh yes i hope everyone had a happy thanksgiving I and and did. safe with all safe. The, the the stuff yeah. going on yep indeed it uh was pretty chill i mean when our family, we never go to like big gatherings to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's usually just p- people come over and hang out. So I was at home for four days. We have that a aunt nice. and uncle we usually go to, but and and even then it's a tight gathering. But mm-hmm. and we just stayed home. Uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving, uh, your brother-in-law showed up mm-hmm. for a couple of days, and he he was fun to hang out with. <coughs> your sister-in-law came over. <coughs> For Thanksgiving as well. Oh, cool. Must have been in town. I was in too much of a hurry to talk. How? <laughs> <laughs> a bad Ooh. sip there? Yeah, it was bad. Ugh, bad swallow. So, how was the, the road trip home Thanksgiving? We have Riley, Riley back who in is, the studio. Yeah, in the studio. In person, in the studio. Which Glad is to be here. den in the basement. But well, it's it's not it's, really, it's not it's, a kind of, well, it's more of a den now than it ever was. Yeah, well, that's James because of the wall of monitors. James has this panorama of monitors over here. I use about th- these are the ones I can use practically. Like he said, four. audibly gesturing, audibly <laughs> gesturing to uh, a they, table about these, six these feet two wide. I seldom look at, admittedly, but I kind of want to break a setup where I can have them all stacked, like on a shelf, with so I can look up and. I need to figure out, like, with some games, I know I've seen a video where somebody took The Witcher 3, and they had multiple monitors. And they did some field of view stuff, yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to figure out how to do that, just for one game, just to see how it works. That'd be kind of fun. you got to have nice monitors, and it really helps to have borderless monitors for that. Right. Having just a bunch of blocks everywhere sounds like the DS, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like the DS with extra steps. And you, and you can't even touch it, so... No. Well, you could get a touchscreen monitor and then like do a whole bunch of stuff that. But no, never mind. Don't do that. That's not a good cool thing. I don't like about the setup is how dusty dusty my desk gets. I well, part of that is because I cleared out the computer with some 
computer duster the other day. My room at the seminary gets so dusty. Like I have to clean out the, the like the front panel intakes for my my computer every week. Dang, it's awful. Got the old old seminary ceiling dust crap. I, I don't know what my I think my ceiling is just like a normal ceiling, but hmm. there's I think the thing is that there's just no ventilation. Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't whisk dust particles around. It all just settles. Yeah, actually, that's kind of so. what happened with the old Newman Center, yeah. like that apartment we lived in. Oh yeah, it, there it, was it got really du- like in you two could weeks dust weekly, and it would still have this film thick, sixteenth of an inch thick film. Yeah, probably mostly asbestos. Yeah, probably explains a lot about us today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, but it was mostly the whole building was there was no central air. It was all like water pumped mm-hmm. to radiators throughout the building very old setup very old much build- not a thing anymore i don't know what it is about old buildings that just makes them super dusty yeah like, even if maintained normally yeah it probably is the ventilation what you got to do with those sorts of things is just have an air compressor in your room mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just every have week it, you just have it go it off every 15 shop. minutes that's the air compressor yeah that's the air compressor I think if they they should have like a clock where every hour it makes that noise. Like a cuckoo clock, but it's a compressor <laughs> clock. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to hear it through the whole building. Oh yes. No matter like over the over like the intercom if they have that one <laughs> set up like that because the students every student every generation needs to experience the pernicious noise of the air compressor. Do they though? No. I think that's one thing. It'll live on. We're leaving in, in the past of that Newman Center. Yeah. For the better. That and the, the tiles popping out of the floor. What else is Father Cheney going to do to troll kids? Like when they're sitting. Flicker in... the lights when they're not paying attention. Particularly when they're vacuuming that room. Yeah. <laughs> or do it. Raw! You know, like the, the. He he has. He will find a way. Yes. Fair because, enough. With you. Because that Fair is enough. his way. This, this is the way. way. This is the <laughs> way. <laughs> I was setting that up. Yep. Just as nice little, little softball there. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Low, slow pitch. We're we're getting in. We're, mm-hmm. we're warming up, up. We're warming up the chemistry again. Warming up, boys. Um, speaking of warming up, it has not really been that cold lately. Well, up here, yeah. You drove you drove back to uh, Minnesota for yeah. Thanksgiving, and there was like standing snow over there. Yeah, but over here, it's been well. By our standards, downright tropical. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, well, like when they got snow, we got rain that night. I right. Think. But it was weird because I drove home for Thanksgiving, like the Wednesday, uh, that Wednesday, and I go all the way. Roads are perfect. I get into like the gravel road where my parents live, and it's like a sheet of ice. Super random. Like there's no snow on the grass or anything. It's just like the road is solid white. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. So I sort of had to hit like not quite floor it but really hit the gas on the, on our driveway because our my parents house is on top of a hill mm-hmm. so there was just a patch of ice right in the middle there so it was like, had to build up the momentum and just kind of go for it were the roads pretty free and clear all the way up from yes they indiana were, they were i mean southern indiana doesn't get any snow pretty mm-hmm. much as a rule like this is probably as cold as it gets during the winter yeah our temperatures right now i I don't think it got below 35 the whole time I was there. Mm-hmm. Granted, we're not into January yet. No, mm-hmm. January is when the real stuff happens. Mm-hmm. The real, we might get below 30 down there, maybe. Mm. Ooh. But Dang. 
That's the freezing. The only place I saw snow on the whole drive was just past Winona. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which mm-hmm. is really weird because it's, I don't know why. Almost they, Iowa. No, did you drive not, through Iowa or did you no, drive through Illinois? I didn't Illinois? drive through Iowa. I stayed in La Crosse. Oh, that's right. You went to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where he got all that uh, all spotted the, cow and stuff. Oh yeah. We should probably put that in the fridge. Yes. Well, it'd probably be better that before Saturday. Or when this podcast comes out, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it'll be in the past when the podcast comes out. Yeah, a lot of things will be in the past when this podcast comes out. That's just the way it goes every week when you record it. This is the way. Yeah. When (laughs) when it will have been present day Saturday. Yes. Present day 2020, which is only for another month. Yeah. (laughs) See, We'll we'll have to start saying present day 2021. Mm -hmm. We will. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. That adds this whole different... Uh, syllable. At what point do we drop the twenty and just say the decades like they did back in the twentieth century? Um, like when when does it become the twenties? Back in the twenties. When we can say back in the twenties. Yeah, but that that's what he's asking. Yeah, when when, right, right. when can we when, start saying back in the twenties? When mm-hmm. the twenties are over, I guess. The early twenties, late twenties. Did they call it the eighties when they were in the eighties? I don't I, think they did. I think referring I to a I'd decade to somebody who's by a, a a decade number, <laughs> yeah, is exclusively a past tense thing. Who we, we are in current year until until the, we're not until we're not yeah, and then it's the teens like the, 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 the us right now talking about like the two thousands and twenty tens is like people older than us talking about the eighties and nineties when we were little. I was listening to a podcast, um, and there was these Iraq veterans who were like, you know, the kids who are being sent to Afghanistan right now weren't born when it was invaded. I was like, holy oof. Ooh. Wow. That's that's how long that's been going on, folks. But we're not going to go into politics or geo, geopolitical whatnot. No, it was just a, a That was reference. just like, yeah, sort of a frame of reference. It's like, dang, there are, like, even my nephews, like, they, the oldest one was born in 09. So that seems like a while ago already. When did they start referring to decades like the 20s or the the 40s? I don't know because you think every century where the dates are commonly thought of, you would think that you you think that they would. I think, think that, more than a two centuries out, you start to lose grasp of what exactly happened in what decade. Mm-hmm. Right, people you, you weren't can, really paying attention because not everybody was literate to the point where that mattered. Like, I imagine there was probably a point, like, in the early 1800s where there was a good shot that a lot of the people you talked to just anywhere on the street didn't know what year it was. So, so I feel like referring to a decade by the the tens place mm-hmm. year it came it happened in is really just, I think it sh- would probably be a decade removed it was like kind from of a it, retrospective. at least. Because then it's not like last year or a couple years ago. It's back in the 20s. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it's all the way back somewhere, yeah. you could say back in the early 2000s. So are we going to say back in 21 in two years from now and, and just drop the 20? Probably. At some point. When we're when we're old geezers reminiscing about the one time we had a yeah, podcast. Yeah, back in 21. Think it were. <laughs> I think it were. I think it are. It, it occurred to me when I was writing my date in the in the the the, the workbook at when I was working at Newman today mm-hmm. uh, that next year 
we will have two palindromic dates. Oh yeah. We'll have December 12 22 21 uh-huh. and then 12 11 21. Because yes. 1 2 1 1 2 yeah. 1 1 2 2 2 2 1. I think what was it 2012 was the last year we had a 12 12 12, you know, like a three numbers right. deal. Because you really you can't, can't after, after 12. 12. Right, yeah. Because there's you don't have a 13, 14 month calendar. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No. That is not how we operate. Although, I wouldn't put it past 2020. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, we just add an extra <laughs> January year. is the 13th month of 2020. <laughs> I think that was one of the early <laughs> pandemic memes where it's like January or December 31st, 2020, midnight. I don't think it was an early pandemic thing. I think that was kind of midway. Kind of mid mid-year. Midway when it felt like it wouldn't end. <laughs> yeah. My attitude, everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. It's like, yeah, well, let's just let's put our effort into making sure that 2021 doesn't suck. Because if we just assume that because it goes from one day to another and it's in a different year. Magical transition point. That's yeah. what we call melioristic optimism, kids. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy long, words. Long words. Long words. I like that. You know what else is a long word? Palladian. We are the Palladian Papists. I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I'm Riley. What are we talking about today? Today, <clears throat> we I decided well in advance that, <laughs> <laughs> that we would be talking uh, 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 mm, that we would be talking about the movie Wonder Woman. Ah, uh, uh, yes, that released in as we discussed long in advance, and I totally remembered. Yes, that yes. we said we were going to do. Yes, it released Wonder back Woman. in 2017. Back as, in 17. Back, back in 17. Back in summer 17. <laughs> Will we ever refer to 2009 as like aught nine? <laughs> Back in aught six. I think I've heard when some I people was eight. unironically say that. I'm like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> no, this was um, back in 2017 mm-hmm. when uh, after DC was trying to really hard to play catch up with Marvel mm-hmm. after releasing Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and just before justice league and uh jason momoa mm-hmm. uh stuff uh and jason mimosa i'm of the opinion that this is the the best of their uh D- dc extended universe offerings which really isn't saying much when it's standing next to suicide squad but it's but, pretty good. <laughs> but it's still a, a quality movie yes well uh tell us about tell us about the wonder woman film so once upon a time in uh like ancient Greek times uh when like Zeus and stuff was happening cuz that's a thing that happens in in Wonder Woman but not Hercules. No, not Hercules. We're not talking about Hercules. No. Uh we are talking about uh like there was this war with the gods and stuff, right? Cuz Ares is like, "I I like war. War is cool. Let's let's have war with everybody." And he mm-hmm. like manipulates all the humans into having war with each other. And Zeus mm-hmm. is like, "No, Maybe don't with the war thing. Let's the create other... the Amazons, a race of all women to be like, let, let's, let's sh- not, not just warriors, but also like a, a symbol of peace and love for the men to emulate and follow. Mm-hmm. But they don't because they're, they're, they're men under the yeah. influence of Ares and such. Mm-hmm. And so, so wars and stuff. How about peace? How- Fun fact, no. <laughs> right. And so after that whole thing doesn't really work. Ares he- kills like most of the gods. Yeah, and it's not cool, and but they like seal him away using uh, some some 
like Zeus's power or something. Mm-hmm. And in case he ever comes back, Zeus leaves with the Amazons, who are now on a hidden island called Themyscira. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leaves with them the the ultimate god slayer weapon to kill Ares should he ever show up again and start causing war and stuff. Because if he shows up again, there's going to be like the world's biggest war, like a war like no other, a mm-hmm. great war, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes. Uh, so fast forward to modern day 1910s times <laughs> when we got World War One going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman has grown up her, like she's a young woman on Themyscira now, like being trained as like a warrior princess mm-hmm. in secret by like her aunt who because her mom's like, don't train her as a warrior princess. That's not something I want for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And like her aunt's all like, but uh but she's kind of gotta because of reasons, mm-hmm. uh, plot twisty reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's because of who she is. Who is she? No, we can't tell the audience who, that. Who, the who is fact. she? Um, well, and, and her mom's all like, she, she had, Wonder Woman asked, where did I come from, mom? And mom, her mom's like, well, I, I sculpted you out of clay. And then Zeus said, yeah, that, that could be your child. I'll give it life. Which is, I believe, her golden age origin story for realsies. Like, okay. That's actually how the the 1940s comic like explained her origin <laughs> that that's apparently where amazon babies come from uh, or at least that particular that one. particular version and that's the version they tell us that's, at the beginning that's the of most it. g-rated version <laughs> right um anyway so she's all becoming warrior princess diana mm-hmm. uh and then was there an important thing that came up uh, guy Be- crashes. I mean, a plane. between between then and guy crashing plane, I don't think there's anything really that happens. Well, her mom is kind of yeah trying to hold her back and try yeah. to keep her sheltered, and she's like, I want to do, I want to do big important things because the Amazons are made to be these big warriors, big warriors that mm-hmm. like bring peace to men through, mm-hmm. you know, strength and beauty and love and stuff, mm-hmm. javelin and spear skills, mm-hmm. javelin and spear skills. But that, but then uh, a, a guy crashes a plane into the island, which is like hidden under a invisible dome thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's he, being chased after by kind of like Wakanda. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it's like Greek Wakanda. Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> a lot more, a lot more uh, flatbread. Is that gonna be an episode title. Greek yeah. Wakanda. Greek there Wakanda. <laughs> Done. Cool. Um. So yeah. Um. But it turns out, Germans. yeah, th- this guy is a spy who has been being chased by Germans from World War One, because that's the time period we're in. Mm-hmm. Even though the original comic was a World War Two thing, but it Captain America had already 19- happened, and they didn't want to feel like they were copying yeah. that. Modern Besides, day nineteen eighteen or whatever, something like that. So they, the Amazon warriors, uh, they defeat the Germans who were chasing the guy. Uh, with some casualties because mm-hmm. they got guns, including her aunt who trained her. Yes, which was in front of a gun. For big her. sad, because apparently guns can kill Amazonians. Oh, that's they're, they're guns. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but they keep the the spy guy as their prisoner, and his name is Steve. Chris Pine, but Steve works too. Yeah, Steve Trevor. He's like a Steve. Um, Steve. And, and Steve, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> um, and and they question him using the lasso of truth to get the truth out of him because it's a lasso that if you're tied up in it, you have to not Imagine lie. Imagine if a glow stick was a rope. Yes, 
That is the lasso. Of uh, truth. I was going to combine glow stick and rope, but that doesn't sound. Or that glo- didn't come out nice. Glow stick spaghetti. Glow spaghetti. <laughs> glow spaghetti. Anyway. Glow spaghetti. Glockenspiel. Anyway. Can we transition to something else? <laughs> but, but anyway. Yes, this thing. Uh,. After questioning him, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm from this great big war. Like, you haven't heard about it because it's kind of the big war. We are cut off from the outside world. What do you think we know about? Right. Uh, and they're like, no, let's, let's not mess with the affairs of men because men are kind of awful. They, they, they're they the reason we're hiding on this island. Diana is an adult by this point. By yeah, the way. at this point, she's like in 20-something. She's like, well, wait, there's death and suffering. Ares has got to be behind this. We got to go. We got to go take him out. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to stay out of this. It's a wee bit more complicated than that. She's like, no, no, no. Ares is bad guy. Let us grab God killer, find Ares, kill him. We're over. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And her and Steve hang out and she's all like curious about the outside world. He's all like awkward because it's nothing but women around. And he's mm-hmm. like, what, what do I even? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I, I was trying to uh, take a bath. So could you please not? But there's there's awkward scenes. Yeah. I was like, what? You you had to make it. You up, had didn't you, Hollywood. You had to, didn't you? Yeah. You just had to. You just had to. Anyway, so um, without the permission of her mother, Wonder Woman steals the the uh, God Slayer sword, apparently, mm-hmm. and also Wonder Woman costume mm-hmm. with significantly less stars on the skirt, but still. And and no like W's it's like an eagle symbol now but it's mm-hmm. like also very W-ish. much double W. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she gets the the gear and the guy and they get in a boat and start heading as off well as, to like, the, the bracers. War. Right, she's got like these golden bracelets and the lasso of truth and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's she's all decked out with all the, all the, the Wonder, bells and Wonder whistles. Woman things. Iconic Wonder Woman things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before she Slightly goes, her mom's all like, uh, if you leave fashion. now, you can never come back. You know that, right? And she's like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And so they hug and say goodbye, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they arrive on their little dinghy in London. Like which, you do. Like you do. I like overnight because- Like you do. Apparently- Because we sailed from Greece, which is presumably somewhere where this- uh, Like somewhere in the is. Mediterranean, they right? They didn't even have like an Indiana Jones like map montage. Dun, ta, da, da, with like- dun, da, da, da. Da. No, they just kind of- She fell asleep and she woke up and, oh, oh look, London. It's- it's And so they, they get to London. They talk to the United Nations- it was, no, there was no UN guys. It was just like the army guys. It was the London War Office people. Right. They go to the London War Office while... Uh, they had to dress her up in uh, clothes that looked more Victorian England. Right. So there's a lot more... A or lot no, of... It's, world, it's not Victorian. No, not, it's, not anymore. It's it's World War One England. Slightly post-Victorian. Anyway. The point is, they have like this little fish, fish out of water sequence with Steve and Steve's assistant, uh, who's a... Like pretty big character. Uh, what's her name? I'm pretty very- big character, but what's her name again? Yeah, Must Edda. Be, I Edda. Oh yes. Yeah. Very, uh, very she's re- actually uh, a recurring character from the comics too. Uh, okay. And this is so it's like they're they're incorporating a lot of the the staple characters from mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's like mythos. Anyway, so her and Steve and Diana they all kind of hang out in London. They beat up a couple of German spies trying mm-hmm. to get the information that Steve has. 
Mm-hmm. Steve goes to the London War Office and shows the people the Germans what's are working going on. on this this uh, new type of gas that's going to cause a lot of casualties mm-hmm. that gas masks can't protect you from, apparently. Or can they? I forget. No, they. The, the point is that they can't. Oh, yep. Because um, I mean, gas attacks have been a thing in World War One up until this point, anyway. Right, um, and it's like being developed by Doctor Poison mm-hmm. and like Lut- uh, General Ludendorff, mm-hmm. and uh, who's like the the main leader of the opposition in Germany, mm-hmm. and everyone over there in in the war office is like, but we're about to sign an armistice with them. We're about to end the war. Mm-hmm. This is how we end the war. We sign this peace treaty, and we're, we're everything's all good. Mm-hmm. And Diana's all like, no, we gotta go. Ludendorff, he's like totally, he's, he's totally Ares. Ares totally let's, Ares. let's go kill Ares. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Look, audience, this guy's Ares. We're gonna go kill him." And and everyone's like, "How did she get in here? This is World War One era London. We don't let women in the War Office." Yeah, besides the secretaries, right? With the telegrams. But anyway, um, stationary and whatnot. So all of like the the big general people are like, "No, Steve, you can't go do this mission." Um, but one of the guys, uh, Sir Must- Patrick, mustache man, mustache man, Sir Patrick is all like, uh, how about we do a secret mission where you go do some spying on Germans? Take your and, multinational team. Yeah. T- take your, your multi-ethnic background, like ragtag group of misfits mm-hmm. over to the, the German scientist that lab. That you organically meet and run across. In, in, in a bar mm-hmm. because they, they're getting the team together. Totally not like Captain America. Very, very not. Very not. But not the Howling Commandos. <laughs> um, in name. Yeah. I, I don't know if any of them are actually from the comics. I would not be anyway. surprised if they were or weren't. Anyway, so they get their they get their team together, and they head out to Germany to figure out where what's going on with Dr. Poison, uh, General Ludendorff, and all this secret, highly toxic gas. Mm-hmm. And so they... They they trek across the the battlefields and stuff, and they there's this really great scene of Wonder Woman like walking across no man's land, deflecting bullets with her bracelets and stuff, and leading like a charge to to retake the the this land village, this, yeah. this village, and they save the village, and it's really so like there's there's a there's they just kind of have this adventure going head, headed toward that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to. General Ludendorff's like castle or whatever, and, and they're having some like, sort of gala. There's this like ball to uh, celebrate the armistice or something, or it's mm-hmm. like like in preparation of, for that. So they infiltrate that, and Wonder Woman like like steals the dress off of one of the guests, mm-hmm. and like walks in with a sword, just sticking in the back of her dress, mm-hmm. ready to kill General Ludendorff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and they have this whole interaction thing, but. Um, during the party, Chris Pine is like, "Don't do this." Yeah, d- maybe don't kill him in front of everybody. Maybe like you're kind of crazy, and Ares doesn't exist because Ares is a Greek mythological figure. Mm-hmm. And even though I literally just came from uh, the hidden paradise island of the Amazons, <laughs> I'm G- I'm still Greek Wakanda. Greek Wakanda. <laughs> but yeah, um. During the party, they bomb a village with uh, the toxic gas. Mm-hmm. Right, the village they just liberated. The village they just, yeah, exactly. 
And so that's like that makes them mad, and they're like, "Okay, the war's the war's not gonna end. We need to go find where the the gas is being produced, and to blow it up." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay, let's go do that." So, uh, Wonder Woman, Chris Pine, and their ragtag group of multi ethnic background friends go and invade the the. There's like this air base. This where, air base where, where they're loading up a bunch of bombs onto a plane to drop on all the allies. Because this is not the climax of uh, movie or of, anything. Of of uh, specifically the first Captain America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bombs. You see, they're going after London, not New York. It's totally different. Totally different. <laughs> Bombs. 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 Mm, richer. <laughs> anyway, um, she has a confrontational confrontation with Ludendorff. Right. And, and like I think Dr. Dr. Poison, Poison gets kind of Dr. Poison had created this like steroid gas for Ludendorff. Mm-hmm. So now Ludendorff is like doesn't he hopped like, up on purple gas? Doesn't with he purple like ice her or something? Uh, no, I think Dr. Poison lives. Okay, she's like I forget what happened I mean, to her. Uh, I mean her her mask breaks off when we see that she's like got scars. Hor- horribly disfigured. That she feels. Yeah like compelled to create a creepy mask for mm-hmm. but no wonder woman has this confrontation with ludendorff who's all hopped up on purple smoke and uh Jacked she kills him and she's chicken. like yes i i did it i i killed the guy a war over right but the war's not stopping the Why war's not stopping going? and then like uh mustache man uh, sir patrick shows up in his inexplicably behind her and it's like yeah mankind is just kind of mean like that She's like, where did you come from? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually Ares. I'm yeah. actually the one pulling all the strings to, to make this war happen. But that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I just give them ideas and tell them to do mean things, and they do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not my fault. It's men who are mankind is, is are the jerks here. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh come on, I'm gonna kill you with my god killer sword. Stabs him, and it doesn't work. And he's <gasps> like, oh, they never, they never told you, right? The god killer isn't some stupid sword. Uh, the God Killer is literally uh, half God. That uh, it's you, mm-hmm. Zeus, and your mom did a thing, and that resulted in you. Therefore, uh, you're you're the God Killer destined to kill me. So I'm gonna gonna kill you first. How about that? How mm-hmm. about them apples? Yeah. And so they have they have a big final act CG fight with like lasers and deflecting things with your magic bracelets and throwing lassos and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Steve is there's like there's like still the plane with all the gas bombs it's about and stuff. Ready to take off. It's about ready to take off. Steve takes it over and he's like in the cockpit and he's like, you know what? Um I, I can't I can't land this thing. I'm gonna do the, the, <laughs> the World War the Steve in a plane thing. Yep. And uh <laughs> sacrifice myself so that the gas doesn't get dropped on uh on London he's and not in New York. How about that? Frickin' Steve's played by Chris's in planes, I tell you what. <laughs> I just I don't know what. how to land the dang things. Crashing uh, this plane. Yes. <laughs> It was all part so, of our plan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he blows up the plane with him in it. Wonder Woman gets the big sad, but then she beats the mm-hmm. bad guy, and um, the war's over. Then the war's over mm-hmm. because the armistice is signed and stuff. But not necessarily because Ares is dead. Because well, it turns out it's a little more complicated than bad man tell. Because World War Two happens things. in like fifteen years, roughly, give or take. Right. And so she lives through all that and the ending. Smaller like mustache years. man this time. <laughs> smaller yeah. mustache man this yes, time. Yes, much smaller mustache. Not Charlie Chaplin. 
but similar in mustache. <laughs> or is it Charlie Chaplin's fault the whole time? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Anyway, so that's more or less the summary of the movie. Very, yes. very loose, but yeah. Uh, some some cool stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, for one thing, it's well made film. It, it is well made. Um, I I would say that Aquaman was more fun to yeah. watch, but yeah. I think this one is built better as a story. It's more and a movie. heroic based, right? Diana has this sort of innate heroism, like she seeks goodness and peace, like and, with all of her being. But in an, at first, it's in a very naive and optimistic way, mm-hmm. where she's like, "Oh, th- there, there's good and there's bad, so I'm gonna go get the bad. Then good can be be free, and we can all be happy, peaceful, and love each other again." Mm-hmm. And then uh, she realizes, "Oh, yeah, people people have flaws and, and problems and secrets and." It's a little more complicated than, than that. Even the, the ragtag group of uh, multicultural bath- background um, like guys that is, is Steve's squad, they all have their vices and they all have their backstories that are and, and have done things they're not proud of. And mm-hmm. but there there's she develops this kind of uh, brothers in arms relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Despite that, she's like like the first like scene we get to meet them all in. After the bar, they're having like this talk around the campfire about things they've done, and Diane's all like, "What? <laughs> you you've you've killed people because you were paid to?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and doesn't the Scott have like PTSD and like night terrors and stuff? Yeah, too? yeah. And so there's like, she she sees firsthand uh, this real dark place that humans kind of exist in Mm -hmm. particularly in wartime like that in no man's land as she's going through the trenches and seeing all the shell-shocked guys and she's all like this is very hopelessness and dreariness right despair but in that through her her optimism and her hope for for a better future she like stands up and leads that charge and is this kind of icon of of hope and peace and such it works for a bit it does until a gas attack kills all the people she just freed yeah, and then then she, then she gets mad mm-hmm. and and goes to and kill. So there's sort of that crisis where she, where like you know in her argument with Chris Pine, she's like they're like debating whether or not like her ideas are just kind of naive and foolish, and it even the movie sort of takes like a both end approach where it's like yeah she is a bit naive, but then at the end of the day, like she's kind of right. It's a, yeah, she's she, sort of tempered with a little bit of reality. You you mix that optimism and hope and love with understanding reality mm-hmm. and she kind of just didn't have that perspective and learning to work with and then she learns to work within that reality right because after killing Ares and stuff it's not like people instantly got better in fact things got worse if anything mm-hmm. but she learned to she found ways to help deal with the evil in mankind mm-hmm. without seeing it as so black and white mm-hmm. because there's people have problems and that's what she sort of sets her about doing in her now Wonder Woman role in right. the world. Even though she lays low until Batman and Superman randomly get Don't mad think at about each other world and then war she popped up. <laughs> yeah, she she just showed up for like a brief stint in 1981, apparently, according to the sequel coming out, I think, this year, maybe? Maybe. Or is it early or, next year? It was supposed to be this year. It was supposed to be this year. Stuff happened. Stuff happened, and apparently uh, 
Steve's not dead in that one, which is like, huh, how does that work? (laughs) Who's just about to do that (laughs) one? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm uncertain of the direction of future films in general uh, for DC. Steve's not dead, too. (laughs) (laughs) Die harder. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. But yeah. So it's kind of like the the overarching themes, like yeah, the good film, yeah. It could have taken a really woke um, angle, and, and there's a couple of scenes where it's like, oh yeah, that that's the wokeness coming. But out. but it wasn't like overbearing about mm-hmm. it. It was certainly present, and Wonder Woman has always been a bit of a feminist icon in the mm-hmm. in the vein of Rosie the Riveter as she came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think it was handled very tactfully. Yes. The her costume was a bit more practical than the traditional Wonder Woman bit. Like it was actually like armor based on real right. armor from without like something. sacrificing the iconic look to yep. it and the iconic color scheme. Sure, there weren't like stars on the skirt, and it wasn't literally just a skirt and halter top. But it was, mm-hmm. it was like it fit functionally in universe, but it was also like. It fit the character. It yeah. looked like Wonder Woman. It was recognizably Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's not like you go into something like the first X-Men film and it's like, oh, that's the X-Men suits. And the fight scenes are pretty good because Gal Gadot actually was in the Israeli military for a brief stint. So she knows her way about hand Although she was she was also uh, like pregnant yeah. during the filming of many of those scenes. So, that's so she like BA. wore a, screw, a green screen on her on her belly yeah. like for, for several fight scenes. And they just photoshopped her abs in. Yeah. Which, Which is like, hey, props to you for being props. a real Wonder Woman there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. No, well, for, <laughs> for multiple more reasons. More than one reason. But yeah. For a large. If, if, if in that position. <laughs> yes. Good on you. Um, so yeah, I guess we want to dive into some transcendental analysis. I suppose. I suppose. Did, did you, did you want to talk? Oh, what did you like about the film? Did, right? I mean, the things that. I liked about the film, I, I guess we touched on and will touch on more in the transcendental bit. So let's, let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's, let's just, all right. <laughs> on that note, let's dive in. So truth, what, uh, truths can we as Catholics take out of Wonder Woman? With a lasso of truth. Right. <laughs> the, 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 Summarize the, the way things are, Wonder the Woman. Forcibly twister. extract truth. <laughs> yes. I think it's interesting how this movie frames... There's both like a, a, t- a tempter and a deceiver in, t- in the form of Ares, mm-hmm. but also man's internal fallenness, mm-hmm. and how both of those kind of work together he exploits the fallenness of man mm-hmm. to create great tragedy and it's great interesting like how they division. placed it in world war one because it's not really morally black and white at all as a war right. like it's just chaos and death and destruction was all it really was over some some relatively petty squabbles and prejudices i mean i mean the the original wonder woman origin story is set in World War Two because that's when she was written. Mm-hmm. But um, I think in terms of like this Ares plotline and the great warness of World War One, because mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of like technolo- technological advancements in war that, that people weren't ready deadly. for. Yeah, and so like 
The stand up 12 feet apart and shoot at each other that was working in the Civil War and Revolutionary War was not a thing here. No. It couldn't continue to be a thing, but they did that for the first part. Mm-hmm. And there was like a whole bunch of outdated war like strategies and techniques that they're using mixed it. with this newfangled technology, the gases and the tanks and stuff that really just led to a lot of unnecessary like hundreds of thousands of deaths yeah. for a few feet of ground. And so it really, that particular war as a setting, they changed it a, because they didn't want to look too much like Captain America, but B because I think it really serves the story they wrote for Wonder Woman in yeah. this movie better. Mm hmm. So, yeah. And also, yeah, the, the morally gray kind of just almost petty squabble that World War One kind of was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, wasn't there kind of a moment where, like, where, like, Chris Pine is, like, I forget. I thought there there might have been a moment, I forget, but where they're just kind of like, well, we got to win because we're the good guys or something like that. Right. And Wonder Woman's all like, but are we? Yeah. We're doing just as much awful killing as they are. Yep. Which sort of encapsulates kind of the the way that played out. So it's like, on the one hand, it's war is very bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an awful thing. But also you got to fight war. It's like you've... it. It's interesting because it's like this whole just war theory, right? Mm-hmm. It's like... Which World War One didn't really squarely fit into. I mean, you can sort of make a case for England fighting under the pretext that the neutral Belgium got invaded, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The Europe for a long time was waiting to get at each other's throats for a while. And so, yeah, that that kind of gray fallenness of man mm-hmm. and needing uh, to to be lifted out of be that. lifted out of that by by a figure of of hope and. And love and mm-hmm. all, like charity and all that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a it's kind of a, a the big takeaway. The, the big takeaway, and it really works. Mm-hmm. And also exploring like sort of like at first she approaches things with naive naivete and um, has sort of a simplistic understanding, but it's not like she was wrong. She just didn't have she just didn't have the nuance to apply it. Right. Which is certainly true, like, because sometimes I know, like, growing up, there are a lot of things I felt very were very black and white. But then you get older and you realize things are a little more complicated. But that doesn't mean that those solid truths. It doesn't mean truth isn't true. Mm-hmm. It just means you need to navigate. You need to find the it. application of it mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so learning to, like, understand the fallenness of yeah. man. Because ultimately, and, Diana stays true to her purpose, but she has to learn how to navigate the murkiness of it all to do so. Right. As we all do in our own lives. Because sometimes she, it can be easier just to like give up. It's like, oh, it's too complicated. I'm just not going to take a stand and kind of wallow in this mucky conflict. Or stay true to truth and ideals and, so, per, and while understanding the reality of things. The, the weapon to end conflict isn't some blunt force instrument like a, a magical sword. Mm-hmm. It's a person. Yeah. It's, it's, you need to make, establish the personal connections and, mm-hmm. and parse things out like morally mm-hmm. at, at, through, through, yeah. That's not all folks. Any takeaways you have 
Riley? You stole mine oh. just five seconds ago. Oh. The connection that the, the solution to the war is a person, not a weapon, uh-huh. is is like the the sparkling, beautiful thing that Wonder Woman did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, unexpected. That was, sort of, that was sort of the real twist. Right. Like it was set I mean, up as it a was, twist. It wasn't really a twist. But like because... if you think about it harder, it's like, oh, yeah, I see how that coming was. Like, but you know when you really think about it? It's actually pretty cool. Uh, and honestly, they, they I, did I didn't really prepare that. It's just, oh, it occurred to me just now. It's like, yeah, the it's not some, some magical sword that'll save the day. You've got to... Mm-hmm. It's it's people. Yeah. It's people, man. Because uh, war is people. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. War and people. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, what are some good things in the movie? it's it's hard to talk about it without like just repeating what we just talked about there's 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 a lot of these things we do i I like the the personal connection that wonder woman ends up making with the ragtag group of multi-cultural backgrounded soldiers from steve's platoon yeah there's like over the course of like her travels with them she learns their flaws and like helps them overcome their flaws. Because mm-hmm. there's this one guy who who is a crack sniper, but doesn't want to pull the trigger ever because of his his PTSD and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like he, being inspired by Wonder Woman and all that she represents, overcomes his like uh, personal block mm-hmm. and fires a sniper around to save like Wonder Woman like in the decisive battle over that uh, village. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things like that where it's like, it's it's not much. The characters in the ragtag group of multicultural backgrounded uh, soldiers from Steve's platoon are kind of one note a little yeah. bit. They're, 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 but they do develop just enough that you feel there there's more than the three personality traits are listed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, shoot, I had a thought, and it's gone. Sorry, I, I talked okay. too much about well, no, no, that's the good. the multiculturally background <laughs> <laughs> of soldiers that Steve works with. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there's like what? There's like three of them. Or four? Like four. Four. I forget. The, the Scott, the sniper, the Indian guy, and. Mm-hmm. I think there's one more. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Stuff. Um, beauty. What is beautiful about the movie? Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, yeah. It, I, it, I think that one of the very interesting aesthetic things they did with the film is set Wonder Woman in her bright kind of red, blue, and gold aesthetic against the the bleak browns and grays of the world war one setting Mm -hmm. particularly in that last fight with Ares, where it's in this just kind of gray concrete sort of airfield thing Mm -hmm. we contrast that with themiscara which is like bright sunny colorful it's paradise island right and so she comes from this very colorful very bright place and she goes into this world war one totally bleak 
just gray and even London dark is and just depressing. laden with smog smog know? and people there's just sort of this general people with all this hopelessness and yeah. just sort of but she always stands out against that yeah with, right. with her color scheme people are of, trying to get her to fit in she's like no Why as would... both as a just an aesthetic device but also sort of to highlight her character mm-hmm. and her personality as being distinctly different her indomitability and optimism in the face of uh and inspirational mm-hmm. nature and all that yeah um very well done movie special effects and whatnot oh, yeah. they didn't go overboard like with man of steel or things like that with the maybe a little pieces. bit in the last battle but and but it wasn't like you know knocking entire buildings over per se <laughs> right. it was just the standard no. explosions and whatnot but right i will say wonder woman's theme Oh, like the her musical theme. Yes, is perhaps the best musical theme to grace cinema in the last decade. Possibly, quite possibly. I think it stands out as being just like it. It catches your ear when it ha- comes up, and it makes you feel awesome. When she just starts wailing on guys when it starts playing, and it's mm-hmm. like ooh, and it's like I think it's played on like an electric cello. So it has this really weird like vibe to yeah. the main theme where it's like deep and kind of powerful but also like stringy and very pretty energi- and very like energetic and energy wild. and it's really cool. Yeah. I really dig it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was introduced, I believe, in Man of Steel and Wonder Woman was probably the best. No, not Man of Steel. No, uh, Batman, Batman v Superman. Superman. Yep. Of which Wonder Woman was probably the best part of. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. Uh, any, I guess other elements of uh, beauty. Well, I suppose there's Chris Pine's sacrifice for the good of man, right? As well to end the like the gas attack is maybe an element of goodness we overlooked, but I wouldn't call that scene particularly beautiful. No. <laughs> well, because she there's like an explosion goes off and she can't hear him say goodbye. That was actually a really kind of neat sequence. Yeah, oof moment. Because it kind of does put that. her in the water. Oh wait, it, it did that tinnitus ring thing when like all the uh, uh, sound cuts out except for that tinnitus frequency, <laughs> and she has this little back flash or flashback or something happens where she's talking to him mm-hmm. and you can't hear him clearly except you get the feeling that what? oh yeah he's 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 gonna go do it isn't he what well because at that point they they they'd sort of been at odds with each other and and then like mm-hmm. he's like I've got to go do this thing. So she doesn't. They, they had been at odds with each other in a romantic tension sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, guys. Steve's not dead. Two. Something, something roaring like a lion. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> not a tame lion, of course. No. no. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Now we're all over the place. Now we're, we're mixing our, our results. <laughs> uh, that, that, that really. That really uh, grinds my goat. <laughs> as long as we're mixing references here. <laughs> uh, uh, unity. Brown. 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 But also the, the World War One theming, like we were talking about earlier. The fact that it, they, they placed it in World War One really, really fit. Yeah. Like everything they were the going for. The themes and motifs of the film. And so I feel like the, the setting... Also visually, right with mm-hmm. the with with the brown, 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 
Because um, it's a superhero movie, but it's kind of grounded in the human condition a bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, the best movies in general are grounded in the human condition. Yeah, for sure. To, to varying degrees and in different ways. But this one, like, dealt with man's tendency toward violence and aggression toward one another. And the necessity like, of heroes and people to draw them out of that. Right. And the, and the necessity... The, and the necessity to make difficult ah. choices when parsing out good from evil. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really is united in its themes and its visuals. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, there, good stuff. There's a couple of scenes that are like, why are you in the movie? Let's let's just not. It's like, of course you are, but why? It's like, yeah, of course you are. Because Nothing, it's like, a, egregious but implied, more or less. It's yeah. just like, yeah, this innuendo is totally unnecessary, but of course... And there's only really like three scenes that I'm like, please just just do something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but aside from that, it's like I like it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, really, really solid. Particularly compared to everything else that DC had been putting out in that decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that really is, I think, I think Aquaman's definitely second place for just how fun right. it is. Yeah. Um, but after that, you've got Suicide they're, Squad. You've got a you've got a, a, a ontological chasm between <laughs> yeah, the, uh, right. I mean, Justice League was else. fun enough, and there was a couple of good scenes in there. But it's like, eh. Man of Steel could have been great, but it did some weird things and decided not. We to we be. can talk about Superman as a character in a different podcast. That's an episode I would say. I, Although I do yes. want to watch the original like movies first yeah like the christopher reeves ones yeah they're they're, they're dumb and campy but they're mm-hmm. they're also fun because they're kind of good and then there's like the ones from like the early 2000s as well there, there was an one a from the early one. 2000s and that acted as a sequel ish to the christopher reeves one huh. but like not starring christopher reeves it was so somebody sort of else. like the edward norton of the supermans yeah but reverse i guess Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Superman Returns was a thing. Ah, uh, yes. The only bit I've seen of that is him catching a plane. Him catching a plane. I've, I believe there's a scene in that. We we can talk about this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll, get. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> on that note, on that note, where um, if well, when when if we ever do that Superman episode, we mm-hmm. we just alluded to perhaps doing in the future or past, depending on when you're listening to this. Where mm-hmm. can they find it? They can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. They can email us at palladiumpapists at gmail.com for questions, comments, concerns, and complaints or suggestions for future episodes. They can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at palapapists for when we post and stuff like that when when, Which, when, when you remember to post yes. stuff and like that yeah as we go um i mean it's early december yet but as we go into the new year we're going to be taking a look at a few things with the podcast and seeing what we can do to improve it and uh yeah cool stuff so, so it, if, if you, you want to help input. this podcast grow i don't know if you notice i listen to a lot of podcasts at work now uh, i'm not going to say any because competition but <laughs> at the same time if you also listen to podcasts, you might notice just the number of ads you have to listen to. Note that we don't have ads on our podcast because this is A, a passion project, but B, we're cool like that. So C, you, we don't have a big enough audience for any advertisers to even consider giving yes. us an ad. Right. So the only real way you can support the podcast is by 
inviting other people to listen and grow it that way so that maybe someday we have a listener base that is large enough to run ads on and yeah. then this announcement is completely irrelevant yes but if we do ads we'll, we'll do them in a fun way so you're not annoyed yes. um yeah mm-hmm. but good stuff we thank you the two of we'll, you we'll do ads in such a way they don't subtract yeah, <laughs> yeah. there we go <laughs> sorry uh, yeah, i have not... one final thought for the people all right I just would love to hear a Bill Wirtz recounting of Wonder Woman history. Bill Wirtz? The name sounds familiar, but... It's, he's the guy who did history of Japan and history of the oh, world. Oh, yeah, Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The sun is a deadly laser. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> and, like, I looked at his channel once, and almost everything else on there is, like, three seconds long. <laughs> it's just, like, little riffs and stuff. Hey, what's up? I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, lady and gentlemen, or the two of you, the two Canadian listeners. All, all, <laughs> all, uh, all two of you. All two of you. All two of you. The great two. We, if we ever I, do I thought we specific, I thought we established that we don't refer to individual members of the two, because the two is not in fact two anymore. That is true. It's just all it two of not, you. It's not. If we ever two, get into like the merch, it's not thing two someday. under the classic definition of two. Yeah. So if we get into the merch thing someday, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something with two. I am one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> at least two. Or if we have <laughs> Patreon, it takes not at least. least. There yeah. are two. Yeah. There are two. And there always will be two. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. We'll talk to you again on the next episode.